Hi, I'm Carol. I'm Emily. I'm Justin Zhang. I'm Chris. <laughs> so we have two special guests on our podcast today, Chris and Justin, and we're going to be talking about failure. So failure is a, how did this topic Definitely no attachment to the people who are joining <laughs> us today at all, or ourselves. Um, although failure is a good thing, and I think that's something that's um, not talked about as much lot. as achievements and successes, mm-hmm. especially online. Yeah. It can be hard to constantly be seeing all the successes or highlights of people's lives and think that, you know, your life sucks or you suck in comparison because you don't see all the, I guess, failed trials that people have gone through to get to where they are so it's always interesting asking people and talking about you know what goes on behind the scenes um to the point that they're at so yeah we'll be having a conversation about all of our own personal failures and some of our mindsets and learnings towards it today yeah thanks justin and chris for being on this Mm -hmm. episode yeah but before we get into our deepest darkest failures (laughs) Do you guys want to give a quick intro to the audience? So I'm Chris, Christopher. I am a computer science student at York University, or rather former. I did graduate last month, actually. Like, what about me? I There's so much, but there's also, like, so little. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I guess I met Emily and Carol because we all worked at Facebook over the summer. Oh, I, I met everyone, even Justin. I met everyone here through <laughs> Facebook over the summer. Our meta-mates. You did. That mates me meta- wait, I... Uh, I like playing chess. I like long walks on the beach. I like wine. And yeah. Wow, very yeah, sophisticated. Yeah, go ahead, Justin. That, that's really hard to follow up on. Well, I'm Justin. I go to Western University. I'm doing a dual degree in computer science as well as business at Ivy. And like Chris said, we all met over the summer at Facebook. Although Emily, I've known for a lot longer through the hackathon scene. So yeah, great time. Overall, I think for me, like I am someone who kind of went through a lot, like in terms of, like I, I used to do a lot of marketing and stuff. So I was really into like videography and photography and creative stuff and design before getting into like, you know, the world of, of tech and everything like that. Like your YouTube. Uh, oh, you should subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's just my full name, Justin Zhang. Quick shout out. Chris and Carol are, are featured in, in the latest video. The video with Emily in it, I did not get to editing. So big sad, but we'll, we'll get there eventually. Yeah. Like I, I'm just, I like building things and making things and being creative, but I don't like rock climbing, so you can't call me a tech player. So there, there's my there's my little spiel. Great intro. We can get into the topic then. So I guess before we can even really talk about our failures or our personal failures, um, what does failure mean to you guys? Or when you hear the word failure, what do you think of? Hey, I guess uh, Chris is speaking to me heavily, so uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll jump in first. Um, I think um, to me, like, there's kind of two categories what like society, we live in a society kind of thinks about failure, but then also like, I guess like your own personal definition. Mm -hmm. Like I think personally for me, like um, failure is like just not achieving what I originally set out to do or like what I originally intended to do with whatever, you know, I was trying to accomplish in the sense uh, for a variety of factors. But I think overall it's maybe the inability to maybe get to the end state where you want to be in. I'm sure Chris has some exciting developments to that (laughs) in a similar vein to me failure is when i don't achieve something that i want i for the whole society thing i don't 
I feel like I don't feel pressure from other people to say like, oh, like we expected you to have this and that, and that's why you did not succeed. I, I don't know about that thing. Um, to me, I, it's it's just me versus like myself. You know, I'm just it's just me. You know, I don't I don't have pressure from other people. I just have my own goals. Yeah, I think to add on um, to the whole like societal definition versus personal, um, like when I was younger, it was definitely more based off of like what other people define as failure. Because when you're a kid, like sometimes you don't really understand what you want yet. And so it was more like, oh, I want to meet my parents' expectations. Like I don't want to fail a class. Objectively, when we think of failure, it's usually like, oh, failing a course, like failing a program, failing a something. That's how we see it usually. But then as you get older and like maybe you build a reputation for yourself or, you know, you start to build up your self-esteem, you it becomes bigger. The failure becomes more of a failing yourself, um, which is what both of you kind of touched on. And I wonder if one of the reasons why we all talked about this is because we're all, I would say like pretty high achieving individuals. Um, We probably set pretty high standards for ourselves. And so failure might be something that's very sensitive to us too, in the sense that like we always, we're actively always setting these new goals for ourselves and those goals are always higher and higher. Um, Yeah. I understand. The the whole make your parents happy because they survived the war for you thing is pretty funny. <laughs> oh. It's facts, though. Yo, if they didn't immigrate, oh. I would not be born. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, one child policy, like, they didn't come here, <laughs> oh. I would not exist. So, like, imagine surviving war and your children are. That's weak. tough. Yo, that's actually a worry, though, right? Yeah. Do your parents place these expectations on you guys explicitly? Like, do they ever say, like, oh, I expect you to succeed in this? Or. Like, if you've done badly at something, do they express disappointment? Honestly, like, no. I feel like it's been, like, a lot of, like, me putting it on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my parents have always been, like, big proponents for just, like, failing and, like, trying things, which I, like, I really appreciate. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of it's self-imposed. Like, I don't know if I could, like, live my, with myself. It would mm-hmm. just be, like, you know, just be waste, I guess, like, for <laughs> them. And, like hearing their stories, right? It's just like wow, yeah. like they made it through communism in China, and like now they're here. <laughs> like, and I just go on, I'm yeah, like, yeah, like I, I need to mooch off of you for the next like couple of years. Like it's, it's just not a great yeah. feeling. Yeah. I guess it's like a lot of self-imposed pressure. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that I just had a baseline. Like, if you like going through like elementary school, high school, like the baseline is like, can you just be a good like student? And then the rest is up to me. Mm-hmm. Or can you just like not do meth and the rest is up to me? <laughs> so it's not like I want you to achieve XYZ. Yeah. It's build mm-hmm. the foundations and the rest is like up to you. Mm-hmm. So I think there was not that much pressure on my end. I think like if you're being told like I want you to go to like medical school, like that's a very specific goal. But if if instead you say like I just want you to have like good habits, be disciplined, be a respectable like like person, you know, then that's something. Mhm. Yeah. I think kind of related to that, but also a little bit different is a lot of times when we think about failure, I feel like we think about academic or career failure most often, like not doing well in school or not getting like a certain job or promotion. Mm-hmm. But Like, are there other aspects to failure that you guys think about a lot? In terms of, like, character, sometimes I think about that. Like, if I act a certain way, am I failing my own, like, character standards or, like, integrity? Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, yeah. Uh, (laughs) 
Um, for the for the audio listeners, Chris is frantically pointing at the screen at me constantly. <laughs> I feel like we've established that in response to prompts, it's you then me. <laughs> Why would My you bad. flip the order midway through? Ah, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I think. Yeah, I definitely agree. I feel it's like a lot of the the. I think like that the classic is always like career like you know academic like the main pressures you kind of get. But then yeah, like I definitely think that there's like the character like failures or even just like like losing a friendship right like yeah. i guess like i think that's like a, a massive failure in any part like, relationship yeah. failures exactly mm-hmm. relationship failures trying to figure that out like i think sometimes like i think the big realization was like you know that personal like relationships and these things are like i think at equal levels like academic and career at this point like especially looking forward right and like mm-hmm. the personal concept of failure i think that falls under that bucket that's becoming like more important to me as i've like gone through university and like done well but yeah 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 I think for me or outside of the the standard like career and academic failures I feel like I think about like my childhood a lot and how like I was very quiet and shy and like didn't really like put myself out there the way that I should have or like took on opportunities that um because of like not believing that I could do it Right now, a type of like failure that I'm working through and like trying to get better at is like not feeling myself in terms of like not limiting myself, I guess, if I want to do something or like not failing to stand up for myself if there's something that I believe in. Yeah, yeah. it's ironic or if you think about it where what prevented you from doing some of those things was a fear of failing at those mm-hmm. new things, but mm. you not doing it self can be also mm. viewed as a failure. Mm-hmm. That's facts. That's I big facts. I concur. Yes, which one is a bigger failure? <laughs> Let's see. Honestly, I don't know. I feel like on that vein, like, like this a- aspect of, like, self-selection, like, I feel like the fear of failure, like, you're afraid of failing and it just holds you back in so many instances. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I know, like, there's so many smart people I know, like, in school and, like, I feel like they could like really succeed in like a lot of the things they could do, but then mm-hmm. they just kind of be like, oh, like I don't have the skills I need. I don't have the confidence to apply for something or even like mm-hmm. just try it out that just holds them back. It's kind of sad to see like, yeah. you know, so many like yeah. people that can really do a lot, but just like choose not to because they're just afraid that like cut out for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's because like I think humans are very like risk averse. Um, and I think it comes down to do you view like what is the bigger failure like if we could quantify it, is it worse to try and fail or not try at all and there's a quote i really like and it's that <laughs> ships you know they're they're safe in the harbor but that's not what ships are built for oh. and it's my personal opinion that it's better to try and fail rather than not try at all then in the event of a failure you always learn and you become better than you were formerly Thank you. <laughs> clip, clip that, clip that. That's a clip. That's a clip. Thank you. Yeah, well, I'll clap to that. Amen, clap brother. Clap for that. Amen. Amen. I'll, I'll clap to that. Yes, sir. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there like a formal definition for self selection? Is that just like you kind of choosing to hold yourself back, not even try? I, I would think so, right? Like, um, like you know, whether it's like just not pressing that apply button, right? Or, or even in <laughs> class, for example, like I think in business school, like, a lot of our classes are like participation based, right? You have to raise your hand. Thirty mm. percent of your grade is the stuff you talk in class, and like not only just the amount you talk, but the quality of like what you say. Uh, that like at first when I was going to classes and everything, like I was always 
so scared to raise my hand or I was like, oh, yeah. like, what if I say something stupid or like everyone's mm-hmm. going to laugh at me and think I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like slowly over time, I realized like, yo, no one's actually paying attention like high key and like no one actually <laughs> remembers what is said in the class anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you miss out like you just even the most basic thing, right? The most low stakes just talking in class and me being I'm able to, I guess, to, like to put myself out there is like the first, I guess, like step of like self, I guess, selection. Right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. That could apply to like even deeper things down the line for sure. Yeah, a new term I learned this week actually in my social psych course is this concept of self-handicapping. I don't know if you guys have heard of that before, mm-hmm. but it's part of it is like in order to protect your own like image in front of other people, you basically make excuses for why you didn't achieve to something or like didn't failed at something and you basically make excuses like, oh, I wasn't trying that hard, that's why I didn't do good or like, oh, like, I don't really care about this, it's just for fun, that's why I'm not, like, reaching, I guess, maybe, like, the full expected potential. If you do put in 100% effort and it doesn't go the way you want it to, does, like, that, I guess, both hurts maybe on the inside more, but also, like, that fear of, like, other people judging you, like, Mm -hmm. oh, you, like, I don't know, studied so hard for that exam and you still did bad, you know, like, that must mean, like, X, Y, Z, for example. And I feel like that's another part that um, like prevents people from trying a lot of the times, as hard as they could at least. Yeah. I like that term. That's that's honestly solid. I feel like yeah, it's like, yeah, like handicapping. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yo, like, when you make excuses for why you didn't achieve something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like you I act see. in a way, to you have an excuse. It could either be like you make excuses right. retrospectively, or like you act in a way so later on you can say. You, you have an excuse for yourself. I, th- I think I might have read about this before. So there's this like concept of having an internal and an external locus of control. And it's basically, if something doesn't go your way, do you choose to blame yourself or do you choose to blame like environmental factors? Mm-hmm. Like for example, if you're like a door-to-door salesman and let's just say that you aren't able to make like many sales, an internal locus of control says, okay, it's like, it's me, I can do better. I just have to like reapproach like my strategy because my failure is because of my whatever but someone with an external locus of control says oh it's because like the weather is bad or (laughs) just a bunch of reasons that aren't tied to you like it's not my Mm -hmm. fault i failed i'm just like unlucky Mm -hmm. so i feel like um someone who says like if i don't achieve something it's because of my own merits i don't like to like make excuses for why Mm -hmm. i didn't achieve something and i think i'm better off for that reason Mm -hmm. thank you this is thank you. <laughs> Educational. This is this is better than my classes. This is this is this is what we this is what we go to school for. Yeah. yeah. When you were talking about self handicapping, I remember like growing up, and I feel like there are these different like personas that were considered like cooler than others. Like if you were a tryhard, sometimes that didn't seem like cool. I guess especially if it didn't like you didn't actually achieve what you were trying hard for. <laughs> um, like, if you always said, like, oh, like, I didn't even, like, put that much effort in this, but then you still got, like, 100. Like, those people were, like, at least, like, growing wow, up in elementary school. Yeah, like, wow, like, they don't even need to try hard. Like, they, and they still achieve that. Like, when you look back, like, what are the chances that, like, maybe they did try really hard and they just said, like, oh, I didn't, like, work that hard. Um, like, maybe it was the self-handicapping thing, too, um, where they're trying to protect their own image. But, yeah, I kind of feel like, Sometimes there might be this like negative social stigma too that like makes it easier to self handicap since a young age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
So it sounds like we all have at least some experience with experiencing failures, as it seems like we have some takeaways from them. How have certain failures shaped your goals or just generally where you're at today? I think that like, I don't know, there's like been a lot of, I guess, different failures that like, I guess, lead up to everything. Like, I think like the, the one that Chris and I like, joked about at the start, like the first failure is not getting to Waterloo. Uh, being yeah. that like little aspect of, I guess, like not achieving like what maybe originally set out for. But then I think like through university is like a couple of like maybe like instances, right, that, that came out. I think the, the most maybe turning point for me was like in first year. Um, I kind of like went to school like um, and I, I did pretty well in my first semester. So I was like, oh, like I'll be fine for second semester, you know, went out a couple more times, had a lot more fun rather than like maybe putting the effort that I needed in in school. And like I, so for, for context, to get into like the business school at Western, you need like a, I think an 80 over the first two years. You're not allowed to fail any courses. You have to kind of like complete certain, um, maybe certain types of uh, like categories of like breath requirements. Um, and after that whole thing, at the end of the year, like I saw my transcript and I saw an F on my transcript. I was like, oh my God, I was like freaking out. I was like, like my this entire like, like path of life that I set out for myself was like, gone right in an instant at that point i started like really like thinking like oh my god like what do i do like what's the next step i can take i was also trying to switch into computer science from film studies at that time so that means i wouldn't also able to switch into computer science so i was like like oh my god my entire life is derailed thankfully the f actually came from the prof losing my exam um so it wasn't an f but it was also too low for me to actually get into my computer science program it was like a i got like a 55 so it was like right on the cusp of failing but not meeting the minimum threshold to switch into my program or like be eligible for like my business like average. So I had to do summer school. I'd like drop out, like pull out from like an internship, had to like work, uh, kind of go back to school, move back to London, Ontario, like, you know, and, and do school for a summer. And I think that was like a big like wake up call in the sense of like getting a second chance, but also like thinking like, wow, like if this really was that instance, like what would I have done with my life? And like, oh how do I pick myself back up again? But uh-huh. that, was, that was an interesting time in my, in my life. And it like shaped a lot. Wow. How did it feel to find out that the initial like F was a bit of an error on the prof side? Like, and finding out that you had a 55, were you like relieved or were you still pretty disappointed? I think I was relieved that it wasn't an F. Like, but I think at the same time, like going into it, I think mm-hmm. the midterm I did very badly. I thought I could like, oh, I can just, you know, because I never learned how to study, right? I feel like a lot of us, like, we never really learned how to study early on. And like, I was just kind of coasting throughout. And I I thought that I could just miraculously pull something. Yeah, I I think like, it was like the aspect of being like, still very disappointed. On one end, like maybe a bit of like, I think obviously there's a residual like, oh, like, damn it, hard TAs. Like, how could they make this course so hard? Like, blaming that external factors like Chris was talking about. But at the same time, like really coming to that hard realization, like, okay, like this is also like my fault. Like I should have studied more. I should have taken it more seriously. And it's, I can't just keep blaming it on the prof or like just a hard TA, right? Like that's just not in the realm of, of I guess what's like valid here. So yeah, it was, it was a lot of like coming to terms, I think just like taking more ownership for like my actions and being like, yep, they have consequences. I got to like figure out like what I can do to like, you know, take the next step. Were there any silver linings aside from the learnings that you talked about? 
I think so. Like, I think on one end, we turned something like, I guess, more negative into positive. When I moved back to London, um, I moved in with like one of my, now I'd call like one of my really, really close friends who was also mm -hmm. in London for a summer course. And we got really, really close during that time. It also gave me the opportunity to kind of like be in London and then like visit Toronto too. like kind of something very new to me being from Ottawa and like being kind of like far from the big city. So it was like, it was a lot of fun as well. Um, and just being a little bit more independent, right? Moving out to like an apartment and stuff. And I was able to eventually like still land an internship and like kind of a part-time work and everything. So um, you know, I think everything like was on the way up afterwards, mm -hmm. but it was definitely like, uh, I think a lot of like personal goals came out of it. Like I think it was the first summer I probably went to the gym too. It was like a start of uh, a lot of like positive changes. feedback loops. Yeah. Nice, nice. Chris, um, what, what do you think? Um, you know what? I'm glad that you, you asked. So, Emily, what was that first question you asked Justin? How have the failures, uh, how have failures that you've encountered so far in your life kind of amounted to where you right. are now? Or how have they um, shaped your life? Yeah, so I feel like at this point in time, I feel like I, I don't really view failure as failure anymore. It's really just like, part of the process of where I'm, I'm meant to go, um, if that makes sense. So I actually wrote three specific examples. I'm going to share them with you. So in my last semester of like my undergrad, I applied to be a teaching assistant and I've been a teaching assistant before and like it was fun. I thought it'd be enjoyable, something fun to do in like my last term, you know, connect with like some underclassmen and, and everything like before I leave. I was actually really surprised, but I actually didn't end up getting the teaching assistant position I wanted, even though like I was really close with like the professor teaching the, the class and everything. Um, so I was kind of sad about it, but that last semester ended up being a really hard semester and looking like at the time, like it stung. And then when I was like doing my exam season, looking back, I was like, oh man, it's a really good thing that I didn't end up being a teaching assistant because then I'd have to chuggle like so much. We've all been recruiting for like new grad jobs in like the last year or so. And I remember one time, like I was so bullish on getting Palantir. Like it was a position I wanted like so, so badly or so I thought. Um, <laughs> I ended up failing the final round for Palantir, which made me really, really sad. And then like a few months later, I ended up landing a position like somewhere else. and. And looking back, I was like, wow, I'm actually really happy I didn't end up getting pounds here because otherwise I would have signed it and I would have quit recruiting and I wouldn't have made it to the opportunity that I, I just received. And I feel like at some point in time, I'll, at this point in time, if something doesn't go my way, I'm actually not upset. I'm just like, you know what, there's probably just something better happening like anyways. Surely, right? And, you know, what's, how's it go? Rejection is just redirection, <laughs> as they say. So, you know, we all didn't um, get like return offers at Facebook and I'm sure that like stung all of us, but I think we are all, you know, like making the best of like the situation and, and you never know, maybe we'll all look back and say like, you know what, it's a really good thing that we didn't end up going back to work for Mark Zuckerberg, right? <laughs> so it might be a very, um, optimistic point of view and I don't I don't even say I'm an optimistic person like I feel like I'm closer to a pessimist someone who like plans for like worst case scenarios and 
is risk averse and such. But at this point in time, I really have to say, like, if something doesn't go my way, then it's fine. And something better is over the horizon. And yeah, you know, and I feel like thinking this way has really improved just like my mood or like attitude. I feel like I'm not as like salty or angry. I'm not like, oh my God, like I hate myself for not this or that or like I'm so like angry and I'm, I've, I've like it's like letting go of like anger and resentment when you think in terms of you know what it's fine and something better is going to come anyways and and yeah it sounds like you've learned to just accept the situations for what they are is that right yes I feel like when you've taken as many L's as I have you just gotta, <laughs> gotta cut your loss and just say fuck it man something's gonna come man like shit like, are you a big believer in the saying, everything happens for a reason? You know what? I'm really <laughs> glad you asked that, Emily. I'm really glad. Because there, back like back then, you know, I used to think like, oh, that's like bullshit. I hate that saying. Like, I, I really hated hearing that. I hated hearing that, oh, like failure is part of everything happens for a reason. Like, why is everything happens for a reason? Why does that have to incorporate something negative like failure, right? If everything happens for a reason, like why do bad things happen to like good people? And and then and then you, like you get into like oh uh, people who like believe in God, like why does God allow bad things to happen to like good people? Like why do good people die and everything? I feel like this process of going through failure and reshaping the way like I think and like my personality and like my mindset was a positive thing, and it's something that only comes from failure. Right. So despite it being like negative and like bad to experience and like suffer failure, there is good that that comes from it. It's like when you're cooking, like doing dishes like suck, but you have like a nice meal at the end. So you just got to go through like the valley of despair before you reach the peak of enlightenment (laughs) is how I'll choose to phrase this. Thank you. Yeah, I think like kind of going back to what you were saying about like you questioning like why do we have to experience failure because you know when it happens it does suck a lot like uh, Emily and Justin talking about the silver linings like there is always like a lot of good that comes out with dealing with that failure and learning how to cope with it Um, like Justin mentioned a bunch of like healthy habits and stuff that came out of that even with your story about not doing so well in the interview and then getting another job after like I'm sure that all the preparation and stuff that you put into that first those first rounds for Palantir were super helpful and you doing recruiting later on and I think that's true for all of us like I'm sure no one just you know applies to jobs and gets them all <laughs> every time that they get it I'm sure we've all received many rejection emails um, mm-hmm. through multiple rounds and months of waiting and <laughs> and even though like it sucks and you know there are maybe like a week or a couple weeks after where you're still thinking about it like being able to still realize that like all that work that you put in wasn't for nothing like it's there to like help you build character it's there to help you build up your skills and being able to come out of those situations I think is definitely like probably one of the hardest skills people can learn I know a lot of perfectionists who when they're you know doing really well and stuff like I definitely like used to admire those types of people who like maybe achieved everything that they wanted to but then I also feel like maybe when everything has gone your way it might be harder when even like the smallest failure comes along Mm -hmm. and so I guess 
being able to yeah like deal with these failures and come out of them stronger is is really hard and i think we should appreciate it more but thank you thank you so much for sharing all of that i know it's really hard to share your failures especially like on a podcast (laughs) but i'm sure that you know i think both of us could relate to things that you guys were talking about and i'm sure that it'll help other people who you know might be in the same boat right now um you know be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel but one thing that i'm really curious about as you guys were talking about this experience is like how you maybe were able to cope with the failure or what helped you stay motivated in those times of failure like how were you guys able to overcome those hurdles oh man <clears throat> i feel like the, the example i gave like at first you're like i don't know that was like it was a while back. I feel like at that point too, like when I was like coping, it wasn't like I feel like I, I didn't really like know what I wanted to do with it. I think I think the realizations came like way later. I didn't have like proper coping. So I feel like it was just like like the gym was a part of it. I feel like just like go to the gym and like cooking and trying to figure things out with my friend at the time and you know trying to figure out and like navigate through like whatever the heck was going on that summer. I think like more recently, I think like similar vein to like Chris's story, like the recruiting and everything, like had like a similar experience and everything. Emily's seen the the ups and downs of, of the the recruiting saga this year Aww. for sure. But yeah, I feel like I don't know. I think this time around it was like a lot better in terms of like getting those rejections and and like trying to figure out like what to do next and like just like keeping the head up I feel like like similar to Chris like dream job went through everything kind of grinded over for a couple months and then just unfortunately just did not get it and I I think at the same time like seeing the people that you practice and walk with like getting that job like you know the final round it's like sometimes sometimes you're like you're like oh man yeah it's like wow like we practice together it's like it, it's it's kind of tough sometimes but I, I think like what helps is like having the right people i think just like the right support systems um, i remember getting my rejection for the my baby dream draw while i was like i was in it was a reading week and i was like in austin at the time so i was like i had like people around me that like could like for support at least and like people to really like like help out but at the same time like i think also just like focusing in and like using it as a way to like take on to the next step right i think like if it wasn't for that rejection i would not have like gone on to like figure like find out like find the job that like i would have now right and mm-hmm. i think that like just turning into something healthy and not trying to dwell on it as much as you can i think obviously to be honest like there's still that little bit of like sometimes like oh man like what if i just did x differently yeah. mm-hmm. i could have done this yeah. but then when i think about it like okay you know what like based on like the values i have like what i actually want out of life and mm-hmm. like where i want it to go I think it was ultimately like just the best decision probably. Mm-hmm. And so it's like being positive about it, but also like having the right people I think to support was like the big helping factors to get through this hectic time. One, you, you brought up something very interesting and hearing you say that made me think. So how does it feel when you keep experiencing many like failures or rejections, but you're surrounded by people who are like blossoming it is hard it it makes you like kind of spiteful not obviously saying like oh you should be mm-hmm. jealous of your friends because obviously you're happy for like everyone's like support but at some point in time like it, it, it hurts and you got to think like oh when will it be when will it be me and for some people yeah. maybe it never will be <laughs> no, it's kind of morbid to say <laughs> but yeah. i definitely did feel that like when I was like a first year or second year and everyone was like getting like jobs and I mm-hmm. was getting like L's that mm-hmm. one it made me like such a spiteful person I was like oh my god like 
we all were, took the same classes together. We all did everything together. Yeah. Like, why, why me? But you know what? All of that experience, three years later, now makes for a good story for the podcast. <laughs> That's what it was all for. Everything truly does work out in the end. <laughs> Yo, even for interviews, too. Like, I just talk about how I failed, and, like, the interviewers, like, eat it up. Like, they love it. They oh, love yeah, that's it. true. <laughs> you, you need, like, it's, like, experience, yeah. Imagine asking someone, like, oh, name a time you failed in your life, and they're, like, oh, I've never failed. Like, like fucking... Red flag. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is this bullshit? Yeah. A point that Carol was talking about earlier was, like, the people who never fail, like, they're going to be probably less prepared when even, like, a small setback comes to them. I feel like in life, as we get older, the challenges we'll encounter are only going to get greater and like the potential loss or Don't the potential, that. yeah. I'm so <laughs> or, scared now. But like life just gets more challenging as, you know, we become adults with more responsibilities and more things are at stake. I feel like, like you have more to lose, mm-hmm. I think is what I'm trying to say. So like if you don't have that resilience built up from earlier in life, I'm pretty sure like everyone in life will at least encounter like one big failure, right? Or like it's inevitable for at least people to perceive something in their life going wrong. But yeah, if you don't have that resilience built up, yeah, maybe like you won't be able to get back up from it. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Amen. I, I think going back to Chris, what you were saying about like looking around at other people and then seeing how like they might be doing so much better than you or like you know, achieving goals that you wanted for yourself. Um, I think one other thing that I realized is like select, I don't remember if it's called selection bias or availability bias. Survivorship bias. Survivorship You'll see all like the good stuff, but you don't see the bad shit. Availability bias? Availability bias? Like, or confirmation bias? (laughs) Or maybe all of them. That's a good one. Everything combined. Just bias. Some form of bias. Um, Yeah. Bias Yeah, I understand. But yeah, when we're, especially in those low peaks, when we... Are maybe not as confident, or self-esteem has been damaged in a little by a bit. I think it's definitely a lot easier to see the good in other people than the bad. Um, but I think one thing that's like helped me with that is like when you're looking at someone and you like want to be them, for example. I think one good way to like put in better perspective is like if you want to be them, you have to be all aspects of them. Well, maybe they're really smart, but they have health <laughs> problems, for example. Like, would you actually want to be that person? Maybe this person's super successful. They have a lot of, I don't know, they have, like, your dream job, but they don't have any real friends, like, no close they friends. They have asthma. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I think when you take in the bigger Tough. picture, it, like, helps you realize that, like, maybe you're not doing so well in this one particular area compared to that person, but overall, like, you're probably still doing fine. And the fact that, like, we all kind okay. of relate to the thing that you just talked about, like, oh, like, maybe, like, not feeling as up to par as people around us just shows that, like, yeah, everyone, I guess, does feel, it's, like, normal. Yeah, everyone compares. It's normal to do that. But maybe even knowing that can be kind of comforting to us. Uh, Maybe it's all in our heads, or a lot of it is, I guess. Another thing about comparison is that sometimes it's easy to lose sight of what really are your own goals. Like, are you really measuring yourself up against what you really want versus what everyone else is achieving and are you now putting that as your goal because everyone else around you is achieving those things and I think it's easy because now you you've like skewed what your goal is to be compared to everyone else right it's easy to 
feel like a failure in those cases. But something that someone said to me about like how they stopped comparing themselves to others is that instead of comparing themselves to people around them at the current time, they think back to their old selves like a couple years ago. Like, would me five years ago be proud of where I am today? Like, have I achieved what I wanted to achieve X time ago? And would Mm -hmm. I be proud of the person I am? And that can help you be more grounded in what you really want and what you really view as like personal success versus failure instead of it being contextual to the people around you. Yes, it's very much a callback to like the whole me versus myself thing um, that I brought up. But Carol, you said that thing earlier. To be someone you want to be like all aspects of them, like, oh, they might like have your dream job, but what if they have like no friends or something? You know mm-hmm. what? That's actually something back, I feel like back in like my undergrad, like was it like you know, freshman years, I guess. Yeah, that's actually something like I did. It's But it sounds like kind of toxic, don't you think? Like if I saw someone walking around with like my, my dream job in like my head to like, like compensate or like make myself feel better, I would say like, oh, it's fine. He has like no bitches. He's like a virgin. <laughs> like that's not good, right? Like it's not good to say like, Oh, mm-hmm. like, tr- like, make it up to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, w- in a way, it's kind of like what you said, like, oh, they might be disregarding other aspects of their life. And, you know, you might be more like well-rounded. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that in a way that can kind of lead to um, a not so healthy mindset when you say like, oh, like, sure, he has like this, but I'm sure he doesn't have like that. And, and yeah, I don't know. That, that was something. Yeah. Yeah. I guess overall, just like maybe also take into account like all of your skills too, not just that one thing that you're comparing to that other person. But I think another mindset that could help um, when you're in situations where maybe like you're starting out in a hobby, for example, um, over the past two weeks, I've been going to debate club and I (laughs) suck at debate. It's like really scary for me to go up and speak on the spot and also be very opinionated and assertive. And every time I go to these meetings, we always like do mock debates with other people, and they're like really good at debating because they've had a lot of experience, but they're also like first years. And as a, as a fourth year, it might be like, <laughs> oh wow, like I'm like four years older than you, but then in this one aspect, Just like you've that. had so Say much. That. Well, I'm older than you. <laughs> you, know you right. are. <laughs> I've been in your shoes. Yeah, but <laughs> oh. I guess <laughs> like one other way you can like look at the situation is that like if you are, let's say, like, the worst in the room or you think that you are, like, that also means you have, like, the most potential for growth if you're with these people and you're able to learn from them. Because if you're already Mm. the best in the room, it might be harder to grow from there or to, like, get better. But if you're always with Mm. people who, like, inspire you and who, like, help you learn new things, then you're, in a way, like, working on yourself and, yeah, it'll benefit you in the long run. Mmm... That's facts. Like, yeah, I feel like it's good. like, instead of just looking at, like, the, the immediate, like, local maxima, like, oh, you God. Kinda, like, look at it from, like, the, yeah, yeah, chill, yeah. Chill, chill. <laughs> but, like, like, you kind of, like, look at potential. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I think it's, that's, like, a good way to, like, I, like, look at, like, your potential energy. <laughs> oh, boy, it's physics time. Potential energy. I did not do well in physics. I didn't do well in physics either. either. In fact, I actually didn't do good in any science except chemistry. Really? Yeah, chemistry was good. Okay, you and I have chemistry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Are we certainly. intruding on a moment right now? <laughs> I've seen Justin naked. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. 
that was a that was an interesting time. I can't lie. That was, yeah, uh, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. I, Let's I respect circle it, my back brother. and get on topic. Um, circle back, put a pin in it. All right, say less. Yeah. Are there, I guess, looking more forwards or looking more into the future, are there areas that you guys are either like really scared of failing in or an area that you want to try and fail more in? I mean, I'm never going to try and fail. That's kind of... I'm not going to go out into something and say, dang, I hope I get my ass kicked today. Or but. maybe not like you, you're, you go into, not that you go into it with a mindset of like, oh, I want to okay. fail at this, but more so you go into the mindset with placing like higher expectations. I saw this, someone was, I, I don't remember how the quote goes, but it's like, if you're not failing more, you're not having high enough expectations or having high enough goals or aiming high enough. Like it might be a yes. sign of that. So like, oh, are there areas where... Yeah you've been like scared of aiming higher let's say because of the risk of failure that makes sense i like, understand I, like if you're if you're not failing in any way like i, I think like there there is the off chance that someone can go through life without failing a single time but like yeah, i but feel like the odds of that is like to be? like yeah the, 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 yo red red Bro, red flag red flag seriously can you like um, fucking do something honestly <laughs> but like what i don't know i'm sorry but yo, I think it's in the perception yo, of like everyone's own perception, right? Of what's like failing. Like maybe someone just yeah, has really low expectations for themselves, mm. and that's true. That's me. <laughs> yeah, for myself. Yeah, we at, shouldn't at make fun point. of them. We should respect everyone equally. <laughs> that that that's a big fact. That's a big fact. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like for me, like looking forward. To, I don't know. We're about to graduate. Like, what the heck? We're like we're gonna graduate. We're gonna go into the real world. Like, I feel this like there's a lot the of, of like certainly learning, Hello, having a like a quarter life crisis <laughs> vibes. Like, you know, just like, I don't know. I feel like I want to like, there's still the career mm -hmm. aspect to like, obviously like try to not fail at and be still afraid to fail. But I think like at that point, like as new grads, like I feel like we have the safety net of being like, you know, oh, you're the new grad, like you can like break prod or like destroy something on your first like month or something. And, like, they're not going to be like, okay, like, get out of this company, you're fired, right? I think there's, like, we have that, like, air cover. But if there's, like, things I really don't want to fail, I feel like then it's, like, you know, relationships, family, and stuff like that. I feel like those are, like, the scarier things, right? Like, you know, moving to a new country, moving away from the family, like, taking that leap. And then also, like, going to, like, like more serious, like, relationships and, like, stuff like that. And, like, new friendships down the line. I feel like there's, like, a lot of at stake, I guess, too, in a way, um, to try to, like, figure out or, like, figure out how to navigate. But it's, it's, it'll be a fun journey. It'll be an interesting journey to have. But, like, damn, I wonder what it's going to be like kind of vibes. Yeah. You you mentioned something, and I wanted to comment on it, but now I've forgotten uh, <laughs> what it was going to say. So I guess I'll just retract that statement. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, I remember right now. Scared of failure. So one thing I'm scared of failing in is maintaining important relationships in my life yeah mm -hmm. yes. and this isn't like like just like romantic but like like with like my friends like i'll be leaving Toronto, moving to like the states and i would be worried about my friendships in toronto like disintegrating mm -hmm. um, and that's something that's gonna take like more effort and i hope that's something like i don't lacking i don't want to get caught lacking in any areas um 
something else like the four of us aren't we all moving to america yo if we got fired we're getting deported like are you guys you work in toronto you work in like vancouver like montreal like you lose your job like fine you can stay in the country you go to texas and you get fired you are getting kicked out of the country man and that's actually oh, scary boy. like in term like not oh my gosh you know what failure when it's not even your fault like i have friends who got like laid off at like google and stuff and now they have to like pack up their shit they got to go home Mm -hmm. if if they can't find a job in like 60 days and they didn't do anything like it wasn't like their fault um and like that's scary right failure when it's not even like your fault like bro you know what i'm actually like sometimes worried about like okay not sometimes i'm worried about it all the time global warming and war and disease i am not doing no shit that contributes to war but i'm scared of like a fucking nuke dropping on our goddamn heads and i don't know how we got here i'm sorry <laughs> yo but, i think that's fair yeah. though that's doing fair. nothing wrong yet still suffering like very severe consequences mm-hmm. like you know moving somewhere and then you gotta go like back and like a bunch of things like that's like so building the resilience like muscle right that we talked about before like you get hit with like some random sidetrack and like they'll always happen right like in some shape or way but like i guess how you respond to it is like the true test of who you are Mm -hmm. but you know what i I actually let like let do you would you blame yourself if like something like very unfortunate happened to you so let's just say you are like riding like a scooter and you i don't know slipped on ice and like broke your leg would you like be so angry at yourself for like scenarios like that you know what i mean maybe that's not like the best example like i don't know no, i know what you mean I you can say like mean. oh fuck if i was not like riding like my scooter like today like my leg would be fine i wouldn't be in the hospital right now type of deal you know what i mean i feel like it's probably like a re- common instinctual reaction but it's not a helpful mindset at all like it thinking that way will only make you feel worse about yourself and you're already feeling bad about what's happened so how, how harsh like, are you on your you talked about coping with like your failures right mm-hmm. carol like way back mm-hmm. like justin says like gym and like friends mm-hmm. right yo i was drinking <laughs> like a lot like i i literally remember it i i got like a rejection email from Palantir. I was at York and I was like, you know what? I'm taking the rest of the day off. I'm going home and I'm drinking and playing video games. I was so sad. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Were you sad? Like, were you blaming yourself for it? Were you like, oh, I should have performed better on the interview. I should have studied um, more? Or were you just like sad that you didn't get the job? I was definitely sad I didn't get the job. I think that, I think that I'll always blame myself for for like something like i'm not gonna say like oh it was like because like the interviewer was like racist i'll probably just say like i could have prepared better and i'll always like blame myself mm-hmm. for my shortcomings something I... and i feel like that's how it should be though honestly like some people will probably like disagree with me i feel like if you if you want something like really badly you will get it right if you were to work towards like something for like you know with an infinite like amount of like energy you always get anything that you want and if you did not get something like 
maybe you didn't want it as bad as you say you do. And that's like a very like, I want to say it's like the healthiest mindset, but I think it's something that I've kind of developed for like, just probably because of like how hard I am and like, like pressure from like the family, you know, I don't want to be obese to you, you know? That's interesting. I feel like this year I've had the opposite development of mindset where I would love to hear it honestly I think I had a very similar mindset before where it's like if you set out to have a goal and you work hard towards uh-huh. it like if you fail that just means you didn't work hard enough or you just get back up and you work harder to achieve it but mm-hmm. if this year I feel like I've experienced failures where I was like I really don't know what I could have done differently or like I already tried my hardest and some things are out of yeah, just out of my control so I feel like having that mindset or it's like a different coping mechanism where it's just learning to accept the situation and knowing that there are a lot of factors outside of your control mm-hmm. and I think yeah one oh sorry like one specific category of failure I think I can think of is involving like relationships where it involves other people because you're only like if it's two people right like you're only 50 you can only control 50 percent of what happens in the relationship. Like no matter how badly you want a relationship to work out, whether that's like a friendship, family, or like a romantic relationship, like you can try your hardest. You can put in all the time and energy that you want. But if the other person doesn't want the same thing, like what can you do at that point? Like, is it your fault? I feel like for like earlier in the year when I was going through like my breakup, I kept viewing a breakup as like a failure of like a relationship like oh like why couldn't I get this relationship to work I had to kind of adopt the mindset of like only so much is in my control so I just have to accept the situation for what it is and like move on Mm -hmm. rather than continuing to put an effort where Mm -hmm. I can't control the outcome anyways yeah I one thing I hope for this year is to actually learn to be kinder to myself and like more compassionate um one failure that actually led to this relevation was um, not getting a return offer at Facebook. I actually feel like there wasn't more mm-hmm. I could have done, or any of us could have done. Like I think Justin is like a phenomenal like PM. Please hire him. And <laughs> Carol is like an amazing designer. Please hire her. And Emily is also a good PM. You should hire her as well. And <laughs> unless you want me to perform on the level of like a principal engineer, I fulfilled my obligations of what I think an intern should have delivered. And, and despite that, like, it wasn't enough. And, and then it was then I was like, you know, what, what more was I, like, supposed to do? So mm-hmm. I feel like that failure actually led me to, like, being like, you know what? Sometimes it's, it really is just, um, like, fucked. You can't, Unlo- you can't unlucky TBH. About. Yeah. Um, in one of your podcast episodes, you, you talked about, like, not acting the way that you hope to like you have like a character in mind and like when you do things that aren't aligned with like that character so on and so forth like when i catch myself saying things like oh like it's not like your fault what more can you done i feel like that very much like violates this this idea of like everything is in my control if i don't achieve something like it's my fault it's my failure like i could always i could have always done like hard like something different tried harder blah 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 and when i catch myself like allowing myself like this leeway to say like it wasn't your fault like there's nothing more you could have done it's like wow that's so in contrast to like this like very brutish barbaric behavior like that i've developed like for so long right in a way like i i feel like i owe it to myself like being so hard on myself like i achieve the things that i want and like i am happy that 
I was so much of like you know a ruffian but at the same time now I'm like okay like it's okay to like like be nice to yourself I guess uh, I'll, I'll reflect on that later and we'll circle back put pins on it and things of the sort yeah. find some synergies yeah 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 yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah sometimes there's really not more you can do like like you know sometimes you just gotta oh the sunk cost fallacy right mm. it's oh. like when you put in yeah. so much like when you put so much like time and energy into something you want to see it like succeed and you don't want to like call it quits mm -hmm. you know like y it's like you're so close to maybe making it work and you don't want to give up like it's kind of hard to know when to quit yeah even like looking back though on the internship like i feel like even if i knew the outcome it's not like i would have changed anything like i feel like like you mentioned like we all put in as much effort as we could have we're all very talented and i think we all like deserve that return offer even if it didn't happen this time but also i wouldn't want like knowing this outcome make me think like oh i should spend more time at work and not you know exploring seattle or like being with my friends maybe because we're all high achievers and like we might like put focus on certain failures like we kind of don't see all of what we achieved over that period of time like even if we didn't get a return offer we were able to meet each other we had a lot of great yes. memories yes yes let's yes. go absolutely the real journey Absolute is about the friends you make along the way absolutely. that's the real treasure yeah. absolutely. that's the real treasure like, imagine if we Amen, got the return offer but we never hung out and like you know like we don't have these memories together where we don't we we're not on yes. this podcast right now yes. together okay. that's wild. what like i don't think like, if you ask me, like, you, like, Chris, I will give you this return offer, but, like, Justin doesn't, like, exist anymore. Oh. I would probably take that return offer. No, <laughs> no way. No way. No. You do that for I, me? I, I, I value so much. Um, and you know what? As time goes on, there's definitely been, like, a huge shift in, in what I really want. Mm -hmm. If you asked me when I was, like, in, like, second year, like, do you want to work at, like, Facebook? Like, I would have, like, killed several men. For that time, right? <laughs> Um, but like these days, like if you ask me like, oh, like what do you value like more like, you know, like hanging out with like Justin, JY, Pranoy, like going to like Vancouver, like going to like Leavenworth, all these things were like so, so much fun, so worth whatever like it was. Even if I did not like get a return offer, the real return offer <laughs> was being on this podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. That was yeah. actually, no, I like it. I feel the same way. I feel like they, like what I value the most is like definitely changed so much. Like like similar to yeah. you. Like I feel like early on in my life I was like, oh my god, like I want money. Like if I'm not making two hundred thousand dollars out of like college, like yeah. I have failed as a human being. But like yeah. now I'm just like, hey, like I'm as long as I'm I, happy. Right. It's like I'm yeah. happy. Right. Like I feel like like going full time. Like I'm, I'm choosing the job that like on one end, like you know, I can learn, I can grow. But then like I'm prioritizing like my relationship, like my girlfriend, like the kind of the, the new experiences and like everything else that comes with like the move and like the career and everything as well. It's not just like oh prestige. Like I need to work at a tier one company. I need everyone to know that I work at like big tech. But like more so like doing the job for myself and kind of like focusing and prioritizing like the learning and like my relationships rather than like the external validation of people saying like, oh, like, you know, he worked at Facebook and he's going to go not to another big tech. Like that's like a failure. Right? Yo, if like anyone like... ever said that to you, they're actually like a virgin. I'm <laughs> like, dead ass. like honestly, I, I honestly had the same qualms. I was like, how would it look if I worked at like Facebook? 
And then the next job I went to was like RBC, the Royal Bank of Canada. And yo, they ranked second in, in most innovative <laughs> banking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think way back, if if I could like if I was like a first year and I could compare like to myself now and I saw like that kind of change, I think I would have been like disappointed like in myself. I'm like, oh how did like how did I end up doing that to like myself? Mm. But nowadays I feel like if that kind of drastic change happened, I feel like there's probably like a good reason. There was like maybe friends or family involved, maybe like he lost like a leg or something, he couldn't like <laughs> travel or like I am happy with like the choices like I made and everything. Yeah. This whole like oh he was big tech and now not big tech man. Whoever says exactly. that, virgin. Like, I think it also like combines with like I don't know. It's like the, I feel like we've all been in like a big bubble, right? Like all of us like going like high achievers going for like the the highest paying jobs. I know like yeah, 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 yeah. blind is like you know it's very <laughs> yeah, like yeah, 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 money yeah. money money and like yeah, everything yeah. and you kind of look at that. It's like oh like your definition of success is the money you make or like but, the prestige. But you know what? I feel like something that that like brings me back to like sometimes yeah like if I go down like a blind rabbit hole I'll be <laughs> so obsessed with like this whole money shit but then the thing that really ties me back down to earth is when I see those posts that are like oh what do you guys like do on like the weekend like when you're not working or like oh like how do you meet people how do you like make friends and I'm like yeah like you you obsess Cringe. over like money so much and what do you give up in, and oh my god, I'm sorry. Imagine being so obsessed with like money, bro. You're making money for somebody else, for the love of God. You know, you yeah, don't live yeah. to work. You work so you can live your life, my brother. Yeah. Yes. Yes, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> I clapped for that. I clapped for that. I'm sorry. The whole blind clap thing that. makes me like... You know? It's like too like I don't know. It's just like the, the prestige factor, and like I, like I think on the other end of like the stick, it's like like everyone has different goals mm -hmm. in life too. Different right? values. Like, yeah, I, I think a lot of people like set like the threshold of success for like money or like whatever and like prestige, but then some people just like want a good yeah. job, right? Like just want a stable yeah. career. Like would like to, like I think there was like always that pressure. Like oh, if you stay in Canada, you're a failure. Yeah. But then like Bro. you really take a step back and you look at it, you're like like mm -hmm. no, like my risk of getting shot is now like a hundred x. If I were just like, if I wasn't, a, like, is that success? Yeah. Like, yeah. right? Like, what does it, success mean to you? I, I think, just, exactly. What is your own success metrics? You what are what? your OKRs? And, like, how do you achieve, right? Those, like, what is a, those, what does an goals. OKR stand for? It's a fantastic, honestly, at this point, I just know the acronym. I don't know what it actually stands for. Bro, you're a PM. <laughs> it's, 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 it's success metrics, right? Okay. okay. I should, I should probably, I'm going to search. When, I, when right I was now. talking to JY, sorry to tangent, but that weekend we were in Waterloo, like I was hanging out with JY and we did talk about like success, failure and all that. And he says, all I want is grandkids. Like if oh. I, oh. if I get married, I have kids and then my kids end up having kids. Like I achieved everything I could ever want in life. Aww. And I was like, JY, that's a good success metric. For someone who likes to strip down naked <laughs> so fucking often. Yo, we're doing him too dirty right now. <laughs> He's not here to defend himself. Okay, listen, listen, listen. All I'm saying is, I was hanging out with JY, and he said, if, I, like, when I have grandkids, I have achieved everything I could ever want. And that made me very happy. Hmm. And then I want to think, what would make me feel, like, the same way? Like, what do I have to do for me to say, like, I have achieved everything I could ever want in life? 
And mm. I feel like I spent so, so, so long thinking about it. And I finally narrowed in on what it could possibly be. And for me, that overarching, like, lifelong goal is to be on Hello Real World. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> Let's go! You did it, guys. <laughs> okay, no. But in, in, so this in is fairness, the peak really of your life right not, now. I really haven't figured out what that is for me yet. But <laughs> I, I like the idea of knowing that there could be something out there that upon achieving it would make me feel, like, very happy like JY does. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I will have to give it like some thought, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, his success being just having grandkids is like, it's not even tied to money. Like he could be like broke, homeless. He just wants grandkids. And I feel like, you know what, that's kind of nice, right? I think there's also a lot of discussion though around the topic of like having these goals and then having your happiness or your fulfillment in life being tied to like the achievement of certain things rather than the process of or the journey oh, ah, like yes. people who are yeah, more yeah, achievement yeah. oriented even if it's not something that's like career or academics there's a lot of pressure that you're putting on yourself and like it's like once you achieve it it's not like your mind just magically has a switch and is like okay now i'm going to be happy forever because i've mm-hmm. achieved my lifelong goal like it doesn't work like that right so much of the i feel like fulfillment purpose or joy you get in life is us the journey or the process of working towards something. It's just having the sense of purpose or having a sense of something to work towards that actually gives you the most fulfillment, not the act of actually achieving it. Okay, so <laughs> I got my degree in October of 2022. And f- those two months, that November and December of literally, I was not working and I did not, I didn't have like classes or anything. Like I was just existing i had no purpose and those months were like man i was bored bro (laughs) i was playing games and i was like hanging out with people but i was like like i would tell my friends i'm like i kind of miss like having class or i miss like having like quests it's like i finished the quest and i'm just doing a bunch of side quests like a uh, npc like you know Mm. i very much enjoy having like things that like now i'm I'm working at like square for like the for the winter and like it's nice you know I have like structure in my day again I actually should be working right now but <laughs> worth like, it worth it but it's just, nice to show have, your like, boss structure and it's nice to have like goals it's nice to have like just a purpose in life mm-hmm. you know I used to think like it would be so nice to like just laze around and like do nothing and yeah and like just fucking do and sure that was fun for like three weeks and then I was like, fuck, man. This shit sucks. I feel like we, we all talked about this once over the summer. I, I think I remember us, like, it was like, what, like, all of us, like, we were like, you know, we, we had, like, career on the pedestal, right? Like, get into a fang company. Ooh, oh like, mystical fang, right? Like, and and all of us, like, kind of put on this, especially, I think, like, me, like, included, like, kind of put on this pedestal. I was like, oh, if I if I get into this company... I will be the happiest man in the world. And then we all get mm. there and we're like, and we're like, obviously, first couple of days we're freaking out, eating all the food, <laughs> gremlins in the office, and it's like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, over, but then like, after a little while, you're like, okay, this is just like work. Like, we're just, we're just working. Like, it's just, it's nothing as special. And like, now I'm just like, okay, like, and I feel like I had that same thing like over the winter break too. Like, when I was going home, I had signed, I was like, kind of just like, 
I just sat down. I played Pokemon for like, I don't know, like two days straight. Mm. And then I just got so tired of playing video games. I started coding. Mm. Like, I went full circle. Just like, I don't know. It's like having that bigger goal and like having, on one end, like having all this like mind space and just like being able to like do stuff I want to do is like, I don't know. It feels really weird. Like, I know what you mean. It feels so weird to me. Like, like school is just kind of on the back burner at this point. I'm just like, you know, mucking around and doing whatever. But mucking like, around. At the end of the day, like, I don't know, I, it, having that structure, like that goal is like, it makes it better. But how do you structure that? Or how do you set yourself up for like the milestones to not like set something that's like too far fetched, but gives you enough structure to give you that, like, you like know, like you said, like purpose. the journey, the joy mm-hmm. of the journey, right? Purpose. Like having some yeah. purpose in life, having some journey, because at the end of the day, like, what's the meaning of life? <laughs> you know? like, Very philosophical. Like, you know what? Like. Have you ever heard of those people who retire and then end up going back to work? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I used, to, I used to be, like, so confused. I'm like, bro, you have money and you're, you're, you've been working your whole life. Like, <laughs> bit, do you guys watch The Good Place? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how in The Good Place they're, like, they had so much t- Spoiler time alert. to do. Oh, yeah. They had so much time to do whatever they want. Like, there was that girl who, like explored everything like all her hobbies and possible interests and then at the end she was like fuck like i'm bored now i I don't know i feel like it's boring to have so much free time Mm -hmm. i guess like only experiencing joy like happiness can you imagine (laughs) how bored edward was the vampire fucker oh my god (laughs) it's it's like yeah it's like you don't want to be immortal because like yeah you don't you just, at the end, like, you, you kind of just want to die, like, at the end, right? You just want to, like, you just finish off. just fucking uh, end off with a bang. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I don't know. You, you kind of need that, like, like the, the set end in the sense of, like, working towards something. Or else at the end of the day, you're just, you're just mucking around, man. Like, you're just fucking mucking. Mucking, Yeah, mucking. how do we get here? <laughs> That's a great Topic one. turned into a whole philosophical <laughs> discussion of the meaning of life. Because failure is a big part of life, of like yeah. life. Mm-hmm. and it has its, it's own like existential. Ecosystem. It's like how do you deal with like failure? How do you perceive it? Yeah. Do you you know why do bad things happen to like good people? And... Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just to add on to what we were talking about <laughs> earlier about how like overcoming obstacles, like even though school might be stressful, like still having that and then like being able to like finish a course or like fulfill a goal like that bringing a lot of purpose to life it reminded me of um recently i rewatched inside out the pixar movie with my roommates mm. what is that one is that with the <laughs> the colored people yeah, in yeah. so basically okay. like the main characters are these five emotions that live in like everyone's head so there's joy disgust happiness and anger, anger. Yeah. Oh, not happiness, sorry, sadness. And basically throughout most of the first part of the movie, Joy is kind of like the leader. And like, this is also when the main character, Riley, she's like in her younger years. And so like Joy, that the feeling of joy is what brings her happiness. But then as she gets older, she starts to experience more hurdles in life. Like she moves away to San Francisco and has no friends. And then like, you know, starts to, <laughs> starts to experience struggles. <laughs> That's so tough. (laughs) Basically, in the beginning of the movie, like, all the other emotions were, like, questioning, especially joy, questioning why sadness was a fear, for example. Like, why do you exist? Like, you only bring negativity to this person's life. But then... But then after the character started to experience these struggles and experience sadness, but then overcoming that sadness, it actually brought her more joy than just 
experiencing that given that joy in the beginning and so even though it's like a children's movie i think re-watching it as an adult maybe reflect and like realize that yeah a lot of i guess all these other like negative emotions or even like failure even though it may seem negative from the surface level like if we don't have those failures like would we feel as fulfilled in life or satisfied when i think about like some of my biggest accomplishments they're usually not like the times when i worked towards this something and got it the first time like yeah like those are things that like made me happy at the time and like you know might have boosted my ego at that time but my biggest achievements I think were moments where I did like fail and I was able to like continue to work towards something and then achieve it later on so yeah yeah I think a big reason why you might have felt that way is because if you failed at something once that means it was challenging, right? Like mm-hmm. you were pushing yourself and you were taking on a challenge. Whereas if it was easy and you had no room to fail, it wouldn't be as like satisfying or rewarding because there was nothing for you to like overcome or n- mm-hmm. nothing for you to like, mm-hmm. nowhere for you to grow or push yourself mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's like beating a hard game. Oh, um, like when you play a game and you like turn on cheats. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are you doing? like you, you finish it, but it's like, like, what was the point? Like, like virgin. Yeah. Like, what, what was, the, yeah. So I don't know. I know what you mean. It's, it's, it's about the journey. It's about the challenge. Like you're not who you are without the struggles, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Things are more rewarding if earned. you had to really work for yeah. it rather than it being delivered to you on like a pedestal mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yo if, if i become rich one day i'm uh, my kids are gonna get like the band <laughs> like, uh, yeah yo like I, i'm donating that stuff man like yeah yo like like y'all be like you know well like good like good enough to live but like i feel like if you don't struggle like if if, if i leave, live like let them live like a pampered life I feel like I'm just setting them up for failure, like down the line when it really matters. Like when I'm dead and they have no one, like no money, what are they gonna do? <laughs> when my like my sister was born in China, she's 12 years older than me. She was born in China. Like it's like when my parents were like studying, like struggling to live in like these different countries in England. Like my mom was like waitressing, my dad was like a starving student, and my sister was like running around in like you know England and whatever. And like I feel like. Like, my sister had a really hard upbringing, but then, like, I've seen, like, her success, right? Like, she's, like, worked so hard, like, achieved so much, and, like, having such a good career. And she'd always, like, make fun of me, like, oh, like, you're so spoiled. Like, when you were born, like, you're, like we, my parents moved into a house instead of, like, their apartment, mm-hmm. right? Or, like, they had a car when I was born, and, like, that wasn't an option for her when she was growing up. And I think, like, I think, you know, I, on one end, like, I think having those, like, failures at the start of life or maybe, like, the more hardships, like, makes you appreciate the things mm-hmm. more, which... I think sometimes it, it sometimes it becomes like more of a conscious like thing for me. I'm like, okay, like, yo, I have it really good. Like, I have it so good in like everything, <laughs> uh-huh. and it's like, like, oh no, I got like, I don't know, I didn't get whatever product. I didn't like, oh, get in time to buy this product. But then I like, I think I'm like, yo, my sister didn't have food. <laughs> like, I'm like, you know, like you my problems are like, yeah, like my problems are non-problems at, at this mm-hmm. point. Like, I am. No, no matter what happens in life, like if I were just to like to flunk out and like have nothing in life, at least like you know it's not. I, I feel like it's also like not the thought I would want to have. But it's like I would have like my parents and you know we would have things for me to fall back on. Like no matter what happens, but then at the same time like making that conscious like split and being like, but that's not my money. That's not my stuff. Like that's my parents, like you know money and resources and whatever, and like 
whatever I do for my life. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm just, I've been a freeloader for like how many years now? Like, I'm like, <laughs> it's my time to like graduate, get, start working and like, you know, like, like take care of my parents' mm-hmm. vibes, you know, like, like, like that kind of vibe. But mm-hmm. then it goes back to like, okay, like what if I fail? Then I can't do that. I can't achieve this mm-hmm. goal. And then like that cycle. Yeah. But I think trying to figure out that balance and like, what is like you want, really want. And then like thinking, like working backwards and seeing how that lines mm-hmm. up. And maybe the, I think you bring up a yeah. good point. Uh, maybe this goes back to what we were talking earlier about coping mechanisms or how do you deal with failure but ha- putting things into perspective i think is a really great way to yeah like to kind of view failures that you might think are such like i don't know like life ending things but realizing that like we're only in our we're only like 22 mm-hmm. right I, like failing a course or not getting internship is like such a small like blip in our entire like life right and so many of these like little things we'll look back on like even like things that we might have thought we failed in and like first year I look back to it and I was like that's so funny like I cared so much about it (laughs) and like that's what my mom always reminds me every time I like think I like mess something up or do something like did really poorly in something she's like in the grand scheme of things it like really doesn't matter it what matters more is how you continue to like work towards something or like your response to it. But the failure itself is so small in the grand scheme of life. In the grand scheme of life. That's true. Certainly. That's true. Amen to that. Yeah, I'll, I'll clap to that. <laughs> really like introducing right. the idea of clapping during our episodes. I feel like brings in yeah. good dynamic. Yeah, fire. But yeah, thank you both for taking time out of your day to be featured, but also talk about things that are pretty vulnerable. I th- like just opening up to us about these experiences that I feel like can be really hard for other people to share. I'm sure that when other people listen to these stories and listen to this episode, they're going to take away a lot. I think hearing about all these experiences has also made me realize like just how resilient both of you are. <laughs> oh, no, Justin fails, he goes to the gym. I feel like I started. Okay, but anyways, thanks Justin and Chris for being on this episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's episode. Subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. New episodes will be coming out bi-weekly on Mondays. Follow us on Instagram at hello.realworld and on Twitter at hellorealworld underscore to stay updated. Bye!